The Rudy Giuliani Show. Uh, hello, this is the Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani. And, uh, we'll be talking for the full hour about the Hunter Biden. No. Was that a decent Rudy? Was that a decent Rudy Giuliani? He is the best. This is Greg Kelly in for Rudy Giuliani. He's not feeling too well today. So um, we'll be together for the next hour or so. Now let me talk about the person who normally sits here, Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York City, one of the great mayors in uh, world history, just an amazing man. I uh, I go way back with Rudy. Um, I first met him in 1986, actually. I was on the deck of the USS John F. Kennedy. It was an aircraft carrier in town to see the centennial of the Statue of Liberty. And everybody was on this aircraft carrier, a lot of movers and shakers. I was a junior in high school, and I got a glimpse of Rudy Giuliani. I came over, and I shook his hand, and I I told him that I want to follow in his footsteps and – you know, my dad went to Manhattan College, and he I know he went to Manhattan College. I was thinking about being a lawyer, and Rudy Giuliani was an absolute superstar, all right? This is back when he was U.S. Attorney for the Southern District. Uh, he was in his early 40s, and uh, he was all over the place. He was uh, king, prince of New York. Uh, he was going after Wall Street fat cats. He was going after the mob. That actually was a big thing. Part of it was, hey, Rudy's Rudy's Italian and he's going after the mob. He, it was uh, it was a little bit for some counterintuitive, but Rudy hates crime, so it made perfect sense. Um, you know, and in a weird way, his career has been so interesting. He, I don't know if he ever talks about this, but when he became a U.S. attorney, it was kind of a step down for him, but it was a calculated step down. He was like the number three official at the Justice Department. Number two or number three, very, very high ranking. He got to know Ronald Reagan pretty well. He wrote some speeches for Ronald Reagan. And uh, a couple of times, Rudy went over to the White House. He was summoned by the president, didn't think he would see him, but he did. And the president had him in, and they edited speeches together. Rudy was extremely impressed with uh, the president's editing ability and his thoughtfulness and his writing. And uh, Ronald Reagan... <laughs> The fake news likes to say that he was a dunce or he didn't get it or whatever. No, the guy, that man was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, incredibly, incredibly talented. And um, and Rudy appreciated that. And at one point he said, I want to be the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York because it's New York. It's the media capital of the world. There's a lot of crime there, and it's okay to have ambition in America. It looked like Rudy was looking for maybe higher office. It had been done before. Prosecutors, you know, who do we have here? Who was that guy? Uh, Thomas Dewey. The uh, he wasn't the U.S. attorney. He was a district attorney, and he parlayed that into uh, governor of New York. And then he was candidate for the presidency, I think, twice. And a lot of us, when we saw Rudy Giuliani at that podium, you know, announcing the indictments, and it was just uh, very impressive. And New York saw this guy and thought, "This is a good guy," and um, that he's an impressive man and he's got a big future. People were drawn to him. And uh, still are, by the way. So he makes a big splash as U.S. attorney, and he does a fantastic job. Hey, when you do a fantastic job, guess what? Makes a lot of people jealous. It sure does. Jealousy. It's a it's a thing he had to contend with, I know, throughout his career. So in 19, it was like 1988. And a lot of people forget that Rudy was such a superstar that it was, well, we thought, 
he could do better than mayor. We wanted him to run for a senator, United States senator. And back then in 1988, for some reason, just given the culture, being a U.S. senator was more prestigious than being a, a mayor. Arguably, that's still the case today. It's an easier job, certainly, you know, just a staff of like 60. You're not really responsible for much of anything. You just shoot your mouth off all day and vote. Um, but it's closer to the presidency than being mayor. Mayor is a bit of a dead-end job. We've never had a mayor go on to anything else. And folks in the 1980s thought Rudy could be president. It really seemed likely. And um, when they couldn't work it out, because what was the deal? He was going to he was going to run for the Senate. And he would have been a shoo-in. I think he would have had to have run against Moynihan. That would have been tough. But also, he wanted a certain guy to succeed him as U.S. attorney, and I think he got into a big fight with D'Amato about it. So he didn't feel comfortable uh, running for a mayor if uh, he wasn't going to get what he wanted as far as a successor. Anyway, he ran for mayor in 1989 against David Dinkins, and he lost. Uh, but he learned a lot. You can learn a lot when you lose. You learn far more in your valleys than you do on the mountaintops. And uh, he took stock, what he did right in that campaign, what he did wrong. Oh, by the way, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. One of the things he did wrong, uh, I think he wrote his own speeches, which you can – it's good and it's bad. It's it's It can take up a lot of time. And I think also they spent a little bit too much money. They didn't spend the money the way they should. Uh, some of it, but look, I'm not here. Hey, you know what? I volunteered on that campaign. I volunteered for Rudy in 1989. That's the second time I met him. So he runs, uh, unsuccessfully comes close. And, uh, in 1993, 19, is it 93, 93, he runs again, becomes the mayor. Hey, one of the things that uh, I appreciate, look, he ran on a crime fighting agenda. Now some things changed when he was mayor. Number one, my father became police commissioner. And a very, very effective police commissioner, uh, for the, uh, what he did, and they orchestrated this, and I think Giuliani will acknowledge that, uh, safe streets, safe city really set up the city for success. They hired 5,000 new cops. It's a lot of police officers. That's a lot of money. And it was, um, uh, crime actually started to take its dip. In 1992, things had gotten pretty, pretty helter-skelter out there, in large part because, well, um, uh, crack took over heroin. Heroin was the drug of choice in the 70s and early 80s. Then crack came in, and crack was a stimulant and would make people do go out and do stuff, whereas heroin, you'd kind of just zone out on a bench, and that was it. Um I document a lot of this history, by the way, and a lot of Rudy's service and my dad's service, uh, Ray Kelly, longest serving police commissioner ever. And by the way, yeah, that's another thing. I, 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 I appreciate this. When Rudy becomes mayor and his number one job is to fight crime, you know what he did? He said, I want to meet with Ray Kelly. I want to interview with Ray Kelly. It's always a given that the incoming mayor is going to appoint his own police commissioner. It's automatic. Well, it's testament to just how good a job my father did as police commissioner. It took Rudy about six weeks before he made that decision to go, I think, with Bratton. Who, by the way, Bratton, you know, for all the talk about Bratton, never made it one term under any mayor. Never made it. He shot his mouth off a lot, but he never could quite make it to one term. Uh, I do believe that 
uh, Rudy Giuliani regrets making Bratton uh, a police commissioner. Anyway, Rudy had a, uh, a incredibly successful run as mayor, and it wasn't by accident. You know, Eric Adams is out there just having a delightful old time, you know, wearing clothes and saying stuff. Rudy Giuliani, there was absolutely no question as to who was running this city. He was, right? It was bold leadership. We hadn't seen anything like that uh, possibly ever. LaGuardia, maybe. And, um, you know, he made a promise to fight crime. And uh, he... He, more than anybody else, was driving the crime-fighting initiative from City Hall, initiatives from City Hall. Did an amazing job. Now, Rudy can be, uh, he's a tough guy. I mean, he's tough, and he's uh, can be loud, and he can be brash. And uh, that's a lot of the things that made him a very successful mayor. He's occasionally, yes, you know, people, uh, he could be, could be, hey, everybody has their faults, Right. He didn't have the greatest bedside manner in the world, but that's not why the New Yorkers hired him, right? It's just not why he was the mayor. We didn't need that at that time. So he did an amazing job. Uh, got rocky at times, you know, uh, but the headlines, they always made more of it than it actually was. I do remember this. Uh, I guess it was just before he left and they were just giving him a hard time about silly things, silly things, silly, inconsequential things. And, uh, you know, oh, he's a lame duck now. He's a lame duck. But he was still Rudy Giuliani. And everything that made a mayor the first time, right, was still there. And 9-11 happened. And talk about leadership, right? He said and did everything that needed to be done, everything that needed to be said, but he said it in the right way. I, I remember I was in Beekman Downtown Hospital and, uh, I was a reporter at New York One, and we were sent there to await the casualties. And somebody asked him, Mr. Mayor, how many people do you think we lost? And at that point, we had no number. And he just said, "And I think the number is far more than we could ever bear. And it was interesting because a lot of people at that point were debating and quibbling about, is it 10,000, 50,000, 10,000, 2,000? You know, what, what could it be? And they were – everybody was kind of like looking for a number. And no number was available, but he said – it's more than any of us will ever be able to bear. And it was just, uh, wow, it was leadership. And he was everywhere all the time. And it was incredibly impressive. And you know what? It's, um, you never know what's going to come from these horrific tragedies, you know, but, uh, Rudy's leadership made his, first of all, <laughs> you know, even his detractors, everybody was like, wow, this guy is the mayor. This is America's mayor. Um, just doing what needs to be done from a first responder standpoint, from a political standpoint, from a funding standpoint, uh, everything. And then, uh, yeah, people even wanted them to stay in power, actually. Uh, that talk fizzled because he was term limited. Uh, but what happened was his performance elevated his status to such a degree that his endorsement was just like, if you get his endorsement, wow, you are, you're golden. Almost. He endorsed Bloomberg, some very effective commercials like, this is Rudy Giuliani and I endorse Mike Bloomberg. I think he will be the best for this city. And it was very kind of straightforward, no bells and whistles, no, nothing fancy. And Bloomberg took this one spot. And everybody saw it 50,000 times, okay? The richest man in the world, basically, running for mayor, 
spent, uh, how much did he spend on that campaign? Like 84 million, tw- 22 years ago, he spent $84 million on a campaign, on a city campaign. It was crazy. Um, and it was awesome. And he won. He would not have won had it not been for Rudy Giuliani's, uh, endorsement. And basically the first thing that Mike Bloomberg did was make Ray Kelly the police commissioner who served for a full 12 years each. 12 years. Wow. And mayors were limited to two terms. How did that happen? Okay. Uh, they uh, had a meeting with uh, the city council, whatever. So um, Rudy is a hero. And the only thing that he has done that, you know, where his status has been diminished in the fake news arena, not in our hearts, but with the fake news, Trump. He's been there for Trump. And that is the right place to be. He's paid an enormous price for it, an enormous price. You know, this disbarment, these disbarment proceedings and uh, getting his law license suspended. It's so dishonest. It's so unfair. It's so political. And it, quite frankly, is illegal. Um, this is not being done on the merits. This is retribution for being on the wrong side of a in a political fight. That's not the way the law works. And where the hell are the guys with the Harvard Law degrees? Where are you guys? Why aren't you sticking up for Rudy? Some of you from the U.S. Attorney's Office, you know who you are. You guys should be fighting for the man who made your career. All right? You're still telling war stories, you guys, in those white shoe law firms, right? Where the hell are you now? Because you know what he's going through, and you know it's unfair. You know it's illegal. But what? Your law firm is of is afraid of the left? Oh, you don't want to do anything with Trump? Oh, you guys are wussies. You might have been gutsy for a small, a little short period of time, but now you're just... What are you? You're technicians working for working for the swamp. I don't know. I don't know. You, we need people to come forward, stand up for the Constitution. What's happening is so wrong, so many levels. Rudy's just part of it. You just made me think. Hey, and it is totally fine to have concerns about the fairness of the 2020 election. Personally, I think the thing was probably stolen. But do you notice I have to do this funny thing with my voice when I say it because I'm afraid that the FBI is going to hassle me? I could just take Pennsylvania, for instance. Pennsylvania. What did they do? What did they do in Pennsylvania? They violated their own constitution. Every state has a constitution, including the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And that says you can vote in two ways, in person or absentee with excuse. And what the hell did they do? They threw it out and said you can vote any way you want. Here's a ballot. Knock yourself out. Here's two ballots. Here's three. That election was illegal. And how they have demonized and marginalized and mocked him. It's a disgrace. One day he will be ultimately vindicated. And uh, they will all be on there. Well, Rudy's on the right side of history. Absolutely. And I know he will. Not that he's lost anything, but it has been rough. It has been rough. Mr. Giuliani. An honor to sit in your chair, sir, and I'll be right back. That's Rudy Giuliani. America's mayor. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. When we started this journey, a journey like there has never been before, there's never been anything like this. We had a Republican Party that was ruled by freaks, neocons, globalists, open border zealots, and fools. 
But we are never going back to the party of Paul Ryan, Carl Rove, and Jeb Bush. Yeah, he mentioned uh, Paul Ryan, Carl Rove, Jeb Bush. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Why I think he did that is because there's a lot of talk in the political world about DeSantis teaming up with the Trump forces. I'm sorry, with the DeSantis teaming up with the Bush forces. Um, Jeb Bush, George W., Carl Rove, all those people uh, to help him uh, you know, wage this fight for the nomination. Hmm. And Trump is obviously aware. Um, I love it when he calls people freaks or maniacs. It's kind of funny. I mean, look, I love Trump. I love the policy. I love the style. I love I love it all. Uh, he is a little, a little bit crazy in a good way. I mean, hopefully. Right. You need a bit of a you need a bit of a crazy person in this thing. You do. You do. The whole madman theory. It works. You've got to keep your enemies totally freaked out. It works. But it's rich. <laughs> I just like it. I just like it all. It's good. It's good, and it's going to win. I am confident in that. Uh, and when he gets there, he's got to do a couple of things. Uh, number one, uh, I think not first order of business, but sometime in the first few months, Rudy Giuliani gets the Presidential Medal of Freedom, okay? And uh, I think, I don't know, what else? How else can we help Rudy? How well, after all he's gone through for us, this is, this has been uh, a lot to bear. All right. There's the music again. Uh, I know you usually call Rudy at about this time. We will hear from you. I'll preview my Newsmax show tonight, which is going to be dynamite, especially show. So, and, um, the pending indictment, I do believe, of Hunter Biden. It's coming. It is coming. I'll be right back. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Whenever I came around the Murdochs, like, it was so, it was very normal for them to be drinking and just have a lot of alcohol, like, always stocked in the house. Um, but just for, like, Paul and I being the age that we were, like, they were okay with us drinking and they would always get us alcohol, like, and that's when I really started to drink. This is the little portion of that Netflix documentary about the Murtoff, Murdoch, whatever the hell the name is down there in South Carolina. Um, it was a big backdrop to everything that these people did, apparently, was drinking. I noticed it as soon as I started watching the uh, the documentary, whatever the hell it is. It's not really a documentary. It's uh, I don't know what it is, but it's a movie about the situation. And um, uh, I guess he did it. I was not into this case at all until the trial was over. I, I happened to watch that and now I'm kind of hooked. I'm kind of interested. I'm not totally convinced the guy did it, to be honest. If you listen to that video of him at the kennel, two minutes before he kills them, he's talking about chickens and 
you know, oh, come here, come here, Bubba, come on over here, Bubba. It just didn't sound like he had a murderous uh, impulse at that point. Uh, but who knows? All right, let's go to, shall we, uh, Tony in Manhattan. Hi. Yes, two names, Mr. Giuliani and Trump, the best of the cream. And who's going to forget what the mayor did in Manhattan when we were afraid to go to Broadway and to the 42nd Street, how he saved our that place? And know that, I know Yuri for a long time, and he's going to come back, and Mr. Trump, to the best that we have. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. There he's done. Okay. Uh, let's try with uh, Hudson in the Bronx. How are you? Hey, great. How's it going? Um, I got a couple points. Hopefully, you'll let me get to the Ron DeSantis point. Um, well, why don't you start with that one? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I know that you keep saying, and uh, a lot of people keep saying, that uh, he needs to wait his turn. And trust me, I don't, I don't want him to run. I don't want him to win. Um, I think it's it's Trump or nobody. Um, I think the thing that people are forgetting is you're DeSantis right now. You have to run because if Trump runs, Trump's going to win against him, obviously. Whoever Trump's VP is, if Trump's successful, which if he gets in office, he will be very successful, that VP is, is going to be the next in line. So this is DeSantis's pretty much only chance. Well, only chance. Wait a second. He's only 42 years old, 44, something like that. Do you know, Hudson, that he cannot be constitutionally Donald Trump, if he is the nominee, cannot choose DeSantis to be his vice president? Did you know that? Well, yeah, because of the same the same state thing, whatever. I mean, yeah. obviously one of them. Well, oh, well, you're. I get you. I get you. You're saying you're saying that if Trump picks somebody else as vice president. Uh, and he wins and everything goes, uh, DeSantis won't have a shot four years from now or five years from now, right? Yeah, well, and, and the other reason I'm saying that, too, is that, and, and I love, one of the only mistakes that I think that Trump made was, um, you know, during the during the, the Georgia elections, whatever, when he said, hey, guys, you know, no, I don't want to do the early, I want you guys to show up on election day. He's pretty much turned, you know, he, he's saying now we, we got to play their game. And I think everyone's really starting to realize that. So if we're going to play their game, we're going to do these early votings. We're going to do this, you know, ballot harvesting. If we're going to play the game, we got to go all in, which means that we're going to have to play, you know, the diversity politics also, which means that his, his VP is probably going to have to be somebody of color. I'm sure that he realizes that by now. You know what? And I mean, look, I don't like to play that. I just don't like to do that. I don't like to think that way. I don't that. That's what the other side does. And all that stuff you mentioned, I know it's like I hear that all the time. Like, you know, we got to get better at cheating, basically, and. And that that rattles my cage. Look, I'm not saying you're wrong, but it's it makes me not uncomfortable. But I just I'm not thrilled by that kind of approach. Hudson, let me tell you this though: uh, the vice just because someone else will be vice president in your hypothetical in 2028, and if DeSantis is still governor, that guy has a that guy does not whoever it is does not have a lock on being the nominee. I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But uh, when George H. W. Bush ran for president in 1988. He was the vice president of the United States, and there were a hell of a lot of people running against him, and he almost lost. Uh, Bob Dole ran against him. Jack Kemp ran against him. Uh, Pat Robertson, uh, Al Haig. There were a lot of people. Uh, he had a fight, scratch. You know, he really had to go through a lot to get that. I mean, Kamala Harris is the vice president. Do you think that gives her any real advantage? You know, not really, right? All right. 
Hey, Hudson, I appreciate it very much. Uh, let's see. What the hell else is going on? Let's do another one. Elon. Elon is in New Jersey. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, Greg. How you doing? Good. I, anyway, I want to say what I want to say is that I think we need you in the Trump administration because, you know, you've been loyal with Trump since the very, very, very beginning. And so many people turned on him. But, you you know, I could tell that you're like an honest guy and that, you know, you have the same thoughts. You think just like Trump. So we need a guy like you in the administration. Well, thank you. Uh, but I don't think I would do that, to be honest. I just don't think I would want to live. I I. I Five years ago, I'd be like, are you crazy? Of course you go down there. But it's such a you see what they put everybody through. You know, I probably have to hire a lawyer at some point, pay him 200 grand to get me out of, uh, you know, some phony thing they're accusing me of. Uh, uh, you got to go through the confirmation fight. There's just a bunch of stuff. You know, you, you Kavanaugh, you know what they did to Kavanaugh, right? You know, I mean, I just I don't know. I don't think so. There are some other jobs that would be cool. Secretary of Defense. Yeah, I'd like to be the sec. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I could, actually. It's just not worth it, dude. It's not worth it. You know? I mean, look at what they do to everybody. It's not what it used to be. The air talking anyway. I'm saying, but you're on the air talking anyway. So if you're already on the air speaking, what's the difference between that and being in the administration? Oh, my God. It's light years different. It's light years different. You know, right now, I mean, I'm speaking to you, and we're having a conversation. I don't have 20 lawyers looking into me trying to get me in trouble, all right? Everybody's ratting on everybody in government. It's the most it's – a, it's a horrible, horrible environment. It really is, especially when you're a political I, – I have a good friend. I, I can't – I don't want to say the post because I haven't gotten their permission, but they were appointed to something, and they went for all the right reasons, and it blew up. A false allegation, phony baloney investigation, had to resign, and it was just a big hassle. So it's not, you know, I do anything for Trump, but uh, I don't want to serve in the government. I just, it's too, uh, but I appreciate it, Elon. Thank you. I A couple of, at one point I would have been all over it, but not right now. Hey, Kellyanne Conway, we like her. Getting divorced from that George Conway. Uh, I hate to see any couple uh, split up, but man, oh man, George Conway, he was not nice to her. He was not support. You know what? Just keep your mouth shut if you got these differences, you know, tweeting about the president when your wife works for the president. That was crazy. He shouldn't have been doing that. I basically have stayed away from criticizing George Conway because, uh, well, I like Kellyanne Conway and they were married. But now that they're getting divorced... Um, uh, you know, I, I, I can say what I think about George Conway and he is a bum. Anybody who does that to their spouse publicly, I mean, it, uh, can you imagine if your, if your significant other started criticizing your boss on social media? It, it just, well, it was horrible. And, uh, I see she's, she looks great, by the way. I think she's going to do very well. Uh, on the market, if you will. Uh, all right, let's try one more. Uh, Max is back in Manhattan. Yeah, hi. Yeah, Greg, thanks for taking my call. What's up? Um, you know, when um, I was kind of a DeSantis fan for a while, and then um, all of a sudden uh, Trump turned on him, and I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. If Trump is saying this, he must know something. And now we hear that he, DeSantis wants to join the Bushes with Karl Rove, we all know that the Bushes are neocons. Hey, can I ask you yeah. something? How did yeah. you? I, where does? I mean, I, I I must have missed this article. Where the hell is this that uh, DeSantis? And I don't dispute it, but w- w- where where did this come from? 
Um, the source, I, uh, you, you caught me off guard here. It's a reliable source, I, I recall, but I, I, I can't pull well, it up. People, people are talking about it on the air. I'm just, I'm wondering where this story originated. But anyway, look, I mean, if you want to be president, it's okay to talk to the Bushes. You're not our kind of people. But I don't know if that makes him a traitor, traitor. But Look, you remember what? You remember uh, when uh, Roger Stone got his uh, his car total and, they, and he said someone was trying to kill him. He right, went right away to a phone and he got on spoke to and spoke to Trump and he said the war has begun. This is DeSantis who did this. Well, Roger Stone, I like Roger Stone, but let's face it, he's a little bit crazy. <laughs> I mean, what is he? He, he, he DeSantis. He says DeSantis wrecked his car. Not DeSantis, but DeSantis gave the word, and his group gave the word to kill to kill Roger Stone. And look, Roger I don't, Stone I don't, I, I mean, honestly, I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. I, I really like Roger Stone. He's a very talented guy, great dresser, good guy. I get along with him, but I, 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 I'm just hearing what you're telling me. I don't think so. I know he's not a DeSantis fan. I know he knows DeSantis's limitations, and he's got limitations. Uh, but I, you know, I don't, I don't think that happened, but, uh, all right. Well, anyway, Max, what's the last word? What's the final word? The last word is I want to hear your mayor Adams imitation. I did not hear it. Please. I want to hear <laughs> no, it. no, 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 I can't, I can't do it. It's not refined enough to do it on the spot. I got to get in the mode. I'm not in the mode right now, but I, apparently I got a lot of people liking it. You know, it's always dicey. It's dicey when a white man imitates a black man. We are not, a, we are such a, Weird with the political correctness, it kicks in at certain times, doesn't it? Right? You can be you can be Chris Rock and you can uh, you can make fun of white people, but a white person, it's just interesting how that the, how that works. Something racial about it. I'm just trying to nail his voice. It needs a little bit of fine tuning, Max, and we'll do it uh, next time. And I will be right back. Thank you. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Wow. That's uh, that's really. I didn't know that it was this intense. The music and stuff like this. All I got here is a little blurb. It's beautiful, by the way. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is awesome. Help America to never forget. Donate eleven dollars a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at t two t dot org. T two t dot org, and it's a beautiful thing. You can, uh, you know, honor the memory of uh, Stephen Siller and what he did that day and then support uh, these troops and these smart homes that are being built for them. It's uh, it's a wonderful thing. It, it really is something else. Um, wow. Mayor Giuliani, Mayor Bloomberg, Mayor LaGuardia, Mayor Adams, huh? <laughs> Mayor Adams. Are you serious? This guy. Wow. He's not worthy. He's not worthy. But here's the game he plays, all right? He says something on the uh, on one of the morning shows, and he gets everybody talking. And I, I'm not falling prey to it. I just want to let you guys know what's going on, all right? It's a scam. Do not let people convince you or try to convince you, hey, he sounds like he's really doing the right thing. He's not. He's an idiot, all right? He's a little bit sly when it comes to fooling portions of the conservative media. All right. When he comes out with stuff like this, it gets Fox News. They fall. Oh, he's so interesting. And he's so, you know what? You know what they say over there, Fox News? And they say this in, in a condescending way. He's so articulate, which he's not. Oh, by the way, tells you where they're coming from. Uh, cut 19, please. Cut 19. 
one of the fundamentals of the Constitution is a separation of church and state when it comes to governing. When I just asked you that, you said no. That's going to alarm some people. No, but this is what I'm saying. I want to be very clear on this Please. so it won't, yeah, be, won't, exactly. won't be distorted. Government should not interfere with religion. Religion should not interfere with government. That can't happen, and it should never happen. But my faith is how I carry out the practices that I do in the policy, such as helping people who are homeless, such as making sure that we show compassion in what we do in our city. Government should never be in religion. Religion should never be in government. And I hope I'm very clear on that. Yeah, no, he confused everybody because at one point he said we should not have separation of church and state. And then he said how devout he is. And now he's saying, no, they, they should have nothing to do with each other. And then he says, I've been to the mountaintop and God chose me. And uh, this is the thing, though. The thing is, when he became mayor, he endorsed, promoted and continued the drag time story hour for children in public schools and libraries. Okay. He thinks it's perfectly fine. In fact, he thinks it's better than fine. It's, uh, it'll make kids emotionally intelligent to have our young people sitting around guys dressed as women. What guy out there who dresses as a woman wants to hang out with a kid? What is that all about? Hey, you want to dress up like a woman and you're an adult? Have at it. All right. No problem. Bah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I take a look, you know, I, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't do anything to me. It's whatever you want to do. That's great. But bringing children in, why do you want to go out of your way to go into the schools to talk to children? I should have been, I don't know how to talk to the kids. I don't have any special, uh, training. Don't you need training? Don't you have to go to some sort of a teacher certificate school to read to kids? Read to your own kids. I, I, <laughs> Eric Adams is okay with that. Uh, Eric Adams is also on a racist crusade against white police chiefs in his own department. It actually happened. It's happening. All right. This ignorant fool thinks he's smart enough to run the department because I wore bulletproof vest for 40 years. Remember that nonsense? And he holds up that bulletproof vest. Hey, vote for the bulletproof vest, not for Eric Adams. It's, uh, and to see who was that that I that I like her a lot, but I was really surprised. Some of these people on Fox were swayed by this nonsense. And again, America too often it's not about what you uh, do; it's about what you say. Uh, Jimmy in Brooklyn, hello. Hello. The mayor has been under attack, relentless attack. But they've been going. The radical left have been going. What mayor? What mayor? Mayor Giuliani, the mayor. Oh, you're right. Okay. Mayor Giuliani, I'm specifically talking about. He was denounced here. I got the American Communist Party newspaper from 1999. Oh, that's the people you want to be denounced by. That's great. Right. And they're denouncing him. But at the celebration where they're denouncing Giuliani, they got letters of support and congratulations for this event from Congressman uh, Charlie Rangel of Harlem and also Congressman Jose Serrano. All right. Well, listen, they're was- both they're both like long gone. I mean, what are we going to do about that? Rangel, you know, Rangel, Rangel had his positives and minuses. He's he's been out of office for what, fifteen years at least. It's Jose Serrano, he was replaced a long time ago. So, what are we going to do about the, what, what? What? What else? This? Why are you tell me news from twenty four years ago? This shows you the movement. This idea of conservatives and Republicans ignoring what the enemy says and does. 
This is how we're in this danger. The Democrat Party was openly working with the American Communist Party. At the time, the leader of this Communist Party was trained by the Soviets. All right. All right. So, so you're saying this, what? I mean, I don't know. This this newspaper from 1999, how many people read the communist newspaper, even today in Brooklyn? I mean, I, I don't well, know. If, if you had this issue here, you'd see all the unions who were supporting it. They were giving awards to people in the in, 19, in, in, in 1999, right? Right. I understand. Yeah, there were, there were, there, excuse me. It's been going on way, way, way before then. There's always been a con, hey, communism actually take a look at it during World War, uh, two, during the, during the fifties, during the sixties, you know, Nixon and guess what? McCarthy, he wasn't wrong about that stuff. Now I see what you're getting at, Jimmy. Thank you for all that. All right. I almost got to go, but there are some people who have been holding on for a long time. Last one, Michael in Far Rockaway. I hope this isn't the nasty, uh, Michael from last week. Is it? No, I'm not the nasty Michael. I'm a nice guy. All right. What's up? Um, you were commenting about the lawyers refusing to defend Trump. The worst. Uh, and, 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 and Giuliani. And Giuliani. And Giuliani. But the uh, even greater threat of the judges who have been intimidated and refused to find in favor of conservatives because they're afraid of the backlash from the left, which can destroy them. They are afraid of the backlash from the left. They overestimate the left's ability to destroy them, though. I really think so. I, I think, think so. No, well, 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 I mean, I mean, really, some of these judges have lifetime appointments. You know, they do. They got to toughen up. You know, God will protect you. We got to have faith. You got to do the right thing. You got to do the right thing in life. And too many people are afraid and they're worried about man, men and women. Do the right thing. God will often take care of the rest and he'll always take care of the rest excuse me he'll figure out a way and it may not be obvious at first but uh the left man they can't destroy they can't destroy us i can't michael i firmly believe and uh i guess that's that brian what the hell are you doing in cleveland ohio hi well that's where i live okay what's going on <laughs> uh my son got me a Greg Kelly WABC hat for my birthday. Uh, anything else? Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought you, I thought you liked that. That's a compliment. No, no. I mean, did he get you anything else? Oh, uh, no. Well, he's only three, so I guess my wife actually got it. That's no, a beautiful thing. Thank you very much. Wow, what a neat thing. Uh, thank you. Yes. Uh, you mentioned you're getting your concealed carry permit uh, a few weeks ago. How's that going? Well, uh, I have not, you know, this course is all day Saturday and Sunday. So, um, I'm still on this book thing and, uh, probably going to have to wait until the summertime. Um, by the way, the book is available wherever books are sold. Justice for all, how the left is wrong about law enforcement. I had, um, it's eight hours on Saturday, eight hours on Sunday. And by the way, tomorrow I'm going to have the guy in my, uh, my future teacher from the global security group. He teaches the course every weekend uh, right above the uh, Penn Station, and it's great. It's very, very thorough. Uh, I mean, I have no doubt I'm going to pass the class, number one, because I'm friends with the guy. Uh, <laughs> and number two, uh, I do know how to use a weapon. I learned all about it in the Marine Corps. Um, but thanks for asking. Brian, do you have one of those? Oh, yeah, since uh, 2004. What's the rule years? like What's the rule like in, in Cleveland? Is it is it really onerous like it is here in New York? No, no, not at all. Um, you pretty much take it anywhere if somebody has a sign up. Uh, even if they have a sign up, as long as it's not a liquor establishment, I think it's they, all they can do is ask you to leave. 
And then if you don't leave, you're trespassing. Wow. Wow. It says, that's interesting. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's right. The governor is trying to make it. You can't bring the gun anywhere. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's going to. Look, it's a Second Amendment right. And right now, only criminals have guns for the most part here in New York. And uh, I am not going to uh, be the next victim. I'm not. Hey, Brian, thank you very much. That's beautiful about your uh, three-year-old son. Three years and how much? How many months? Uh, actually, he's almost four. So. Uh, a couple of ten months ahead of mine. Hey, Rudy, we'll be back tomorrow, and I'll see you tonight at 10.